Welcome to Nighttime. I'm Dave Wager, your host, and for the next half hour, hopefully we can talk serious things. Things that calm the spirit, things that are true and right and honorable, things that will help us understand God, understand how to live, and prepare us for the day that we die. We often don't like talking about whether we're prepared for death or not because so often we're living in the moment pretending that death will elude us, but it won't. Every single person that's listening to this today will die. And that'll either be a moment of great dissatisfaction for yourself and your family or just another event in history if you know God. And if you know God and you understand his plan, then death isn't something that scares you. It's just something that you're prepared for. And another event will happen to you. You'll slip from this life into the next. I'm coming to you from the studios here at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. Glad you could join me tonight for a few moments. Tonight I thought I would read a psalm, Psalm 37, in its entirety, and then go back and talk about it a little bit. Psalm 37 is a psalm I've turned to often in life to just read the truths that are put there by David. Psalm 37. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while the wicked will be no more, though you look carefully at his place. He will not be there, but the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy to slay those whose way is upright. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will remain forever. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine they have abundance. But the wicked will perish. The enemies of the Lord are like the glory of the pastures. They vanish. Like smoke they vanish away. The wicked borrows but does not pay back. But the righteous is generous and gives. 
For those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young, and now am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously, and his children become a blessing. Turn away from evil and do good, so you shall dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart, and his steps do not slip. The wicked watches for the righteous and seeks to put him to death. The Lord will not abandon him to his power or let the condemned when he is brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on when the wicked are cut off. I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a green laurel tree. But he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Though I sought him, he could not be found. Mark the blameless, and behold the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace. But transgressors shall be altogether destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Let me repeat that last line. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. There have been many times in ministry where I have gone to read this psalm, especially the beginning of it, because it tells me exactly what I need to do when people mistreat me. Now, it sounds like I'm going to have a pity party here, and I'm not. But I promise you this, that if you love God and you love people, there will be times where you're misunderstood. There will be times where enemies will try and take you out. That's what the Bible tells us, and it is very true. David was one who had people going after him, if you remember his life. Saul was the king, and David was going to be king, and yet there were many times where Saul tried to kill David rather than groom him to be the next leader. David was somebody who, as he did right, seemed to find himself in trouble all the time when he went to his brothers. His brothers were not overly kind to him at the moment of Goliath, and he had to go on his own against this giant. But God took him through that. It worked out in the end. Here's Psalm 37, and as it talks to us, we begin to understand that as we are mistreated, there's a way that we can go through this. Verse 1 says, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. I'm going to stop there and talk a little bit about that. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. We're being told not to fret. What is fretting? Well, it's allowing your mind to go back to that spot over and over and over again. I don't know about you, but there have been so many times where somebody has said something or 
done something. And my mind keeps going back to their behavior, the way that they mistreated me. And I keep thinking about it over and over again. And that thinking begins to wear on me. The idea of fretting here is like taking a piece of sandpaper to a piece of wood and taking that sandpaper and rubbing it on that wood until that wood is completely dissolved. That, to me, is what I do sometimes when people are harsh to me or mean to me or say things I don't want to hear. I keep allowing my mind, like that sandpaper, to rub in it and rub in it and rub in it until I have nothing left. I have no emotional strength. I have no emotional energy left because I keep living and reliving the fact that somebody said something harsh or did something wrong to me. Or maybe I'm afraid of what the evil will do. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Don't keep rubbing yourself in that. Don't keep getting to the point where you wear yourself out because of the evil people in your life. Nor be envious of wrongdoers. Sometimes you look around and you think, these people that don't love God, they, they're self-centered. And every time I do something, they go after me. But their lives seem to be carefree. Oh, they're not carefree, my friend. Anyone who doesn't seek God and obey God is not going to be okay, both here on earth and in the future. And we're told in verse 2 that this will happen, for they soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. My dad used to tell me when I was young in ministry and had many critics, and you will always have critics, he would say, Dave, just outlast them. Just keep getting up every day doing what's right, and you'll find in the end that you've outlasted them. Because what's going to happen is soon they're going to fade like grass. They're going to wither. They're not talking about anything that's substantial because they're not talking about what God talks about. It's always wrong to gossip. It's always wrong to slander. It's wrong to be envious. It's wrong to want to hurt somebody. Don't, don't allow yourself to emotionally get destroyed by those who refuse to do what's right. The Bible often will tell us not to do something, and then many times it'll tell us what to do in its place. So it tells me not to fret because of evildoers and not to be envious of wrongdoers. And it tells me kind of why. It says, for they soon will fade like grass and wither like the green herb. But verse 3 gives me something I can do. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Instead of fretting about what somebody said about you, why don't you trust in the Lord and do good? Let God take care of this. If you've been cheated and you're a child of God and you actually got cheated because you're doing something right and not wrong, don't worry, God will cover for you. He'll take care of it. And that's what we're supposed to do is trust in the Lord and then do good. I remember once there was a man who said some things about me that just weren't true. Often if you're in charge of anything, whether it be a business or a ministry or whatever it might be, there are things that you know that other people don't know. There are conversations that you've had that other people have not had. 
There are things that you actually do behind a closed door that nobody knows you've done. Well, I can remember once there was a man who kept accusing me of something, and I knew I wasn't guilty of what he was accusing me of. But there was no way to defend myself. In fact, people would have to listen to what this man was saying, or they'd have to listen to what I'm not saying and judge me because of it. Because I wasn't going to say anything, because I couldn't. I just remember that I needed to trust in the Lord that he would take care of my reputation. He would take care of all the things that needed to be taken care of. And I needed to do good to this person. And I can remember there was an opportunity for me to do something quietly and that would benefit this person. And honestly, I had a struggle in my heart about it. I thought, why should I do something for someone who's been so mean and angry to me, somebody who's trying to destroy my reputation? Why should I help them in life? But I did. I didn't do it because I was a nice guy, and I didn't do it because I wanted brownie points with God. I did it because I know God is right, and he says that I shouldn't fret because of evildoers, and I shouldn't be envious of wrongdoers. I need to realize that soon they'll be gone. Soon they'll fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Instead, I needed to trust that God would take care of it and do good. It doesn't always say we can understand how it all is going to work, but I needed to trust God and do good. I needed to befriend faithfulness, faithfulness to God and do what's right. Those who have been faithful to God have been misunderstood all the way through history. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were misunderstood by King Nebuchadnezzar. He threw him in a furnace. Daniel was misunderstood by the king, and he was thrown in the lion's den. There would be people like Joseph, who grew up with his brothers, and he was misunderstood. Maybe he shouldn't have been flashing his fancy coat around or said what he said all the time, but his brothers took him and sold him. Eventually, doing what's right got him thrown in prison, and he kept waiting for the day he'd get out. Well, he waited, and soon those who made the accusations, those who were trying to go after him, they faded. And he did what was right. That's what he did. He trusted in God, and he did what was right. I find it interesting that there's never a negative comment recorded about Joseph in the Bible. Oh, you could say it was negative that he showed off his coat of many colors, I guess, or whatever else might be there. But really, Joseph seemed to be somebody who wanted to do what's right, and he did what was right. And eventually, that doing what's right got him in a position where he could help his whole family. So instead of fretting because of the evildoers or being envious because of the wrongdoers, I need to readjust my thinking and realize that their evil will soon fade, and they will fade if they continue to cling to the evil. I need to trust God and just do good and let myself demonstrate the fact that I have faith in my God to take care of it, my Heavenly Father. In the fourth verse, it tells me something else I can do. I can delight myself in the Lord. When's the last time you were just delighted in spending time with God? I hope that's a regular occurrence for you. It may not be a word that you use, the word delight. 
but it's something that you need to do. You need to delight yourself in God. Be excited about the fact that God, who created the universe and created you while you are in your mother's womb, loves you and wants you to be a part of his family. He doesn't need you. He wants you. You need to delight in who he is. And as you delight in who God is, he gives you the very desires of your heart. Now, I don't use that word delight very often, and I looked it up to see what it meant. It means soft, pliable. In other words, as God wants to work in my life and help me see me who I really am, I need to be responsive to him and be soft and pliable. I have found often that even my enemies tell me somewhat of the truth at times. That when somebody criticizes me, it may not be 100% true, but it's probably some percentage true. And I can learn from every criticism that's ever been leveled at me. Now, I know that Satan is clever and he can make it really rough. But I know, too, that my Heavenly Father is worthy of trust. He's older than I am, smarter than I am, and loves me. I can trust him. And I need to trust in him. I need to be faithful to him. I need to be soft and pliable to God. I need to delight myself in the Lord. And when I read the scriptures, I need to think of things that I need to be convicted about that he says in his word that I need to be convicted about. I need to be pliable so that I become like God. Not God, but somebody who represents him well. Delight yourself. Be pliable. You be pliable in the Lord. And as you're pliable, as you are somebody who is molded and made by God, what he, he will give you the desires of your heart because the desires of your heart will be in line with his desires. Let me read these four verses again for you. Fret not yourself because of evildoers, nor be envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. In the fifth verse, he gives me another thing I can do. I can commit my way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. I get to commit my way to God. This word commit means seek or wallow or trust. I need to understand God's ways and put my life right in the middle of it. And as I wallow in God's ways, as I stay in God's ways and trust in him, he will act. Think of those in Hebrews chapter 11 who did that. Certainly, Noah had people who made fun of him as he was told to build a boat in a mountain. Certainly, Moses had his share of skeptics and people who didn't like him, even Miriam and Aaron at times. When you look at those who are listed in Hebrews 11 and those who were faithful throughout time in the scriptures, there were people that were continually trying to destroy them because Satan does that. As I commit my way to the Lord, as I wallow in God's way or seek God's way, as I trust him, he will act because I am trusting him, doing his will, 
God cannot be defeated. Therefore, if I do God's ways on earth, I cannot be defeated. It isn't because I'm strong, because I'm not. And it's not because I have a better strategy, because I don't. It's because I am representing God and doing things his way. And when I do that, he defeats Satan himself. The first five verses. Fret not yourself because of evildoers, nor be envious of wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like grass and wither like a green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. Verse 6, he will bring forth your righteousness as light, and your justice as the noonday. One day God will show that you listening to him was the right thing. He will bring it to everybody's attention, that even though you were totally misunderstood, even though you were maligned and hated, if you were listening to God and doing what God wanted you to do, one day he will make sure to make that right. Jesus, when he was crucified, was following God. He was doing exactly what God told him to do. And we all win because of it, and Jesus won because of it. And all mankind will praise Jesus one day. All will acknowledge God as God one day. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice is the noonday. I need to be somebody who realizes that when I choose to do what's right, God will choose to honor me by displaying the fact that I chose to do what's right. This isn't about Dave Wager. This is about listening to God. This is really about God. He'll bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Another thing I can do, verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil desires. Refrain from anger, verse 8, and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. I kind of call this the don't fret sandwich because you've got a don't fret right at the beginning in verse 1. And then you've got don't fret down here in verses 8. And you see that in between you have things that you could do, kind of the meat of the passage. Let me read it to you in its entirety again. Fret not yourself because of evildoers, nor be envious of wrongdoers. For they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trusting the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as light and your justice as a noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way over the man who carries out evil devices. 
verse 8, refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It only, it tends only to evil. Fret not yourself. I so often need to hear this. For some reason, I just keep rubbing my brain and my emotional energy in the dirt that people send my way. People who can say things or do things can just bother me for days. It's a waste of energy. I need to refrain from my anger and forsake wrath. Why? Because it only leads to evil. I need to entrust my enemies to God. He knows how to deal with them. I don't know how to deal with them. I don't know why they're my enemies. It doesn't seem right that if I listen to God and I do what's right, I should have enemies, but yet I do. And all the way through history, we have because Satan hates those who love God. In verse 10, 9 and 10, it says, For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. And then it goes on to talk to me again. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. Today, as we look at our culture, we realize we're missing this abundant peace. This peace that's referred to here is shalom. Peace that comes from living the way we were intended to live. There is a way that you and I were intended and are intended to live. We were intended to live in close proximity to God, loving Him, honoring Him, and living in a way that demonstrates who He is to everybody we meet. And if we live that way, we become people who live in a way that we were created to live, and peace is the result. The world in which we live is so full of anxious people who are not at peace. That's not the way that God intended us to live. We allow those around us, those maybe on social media, those just in media in general, to get under our skins, to get on our nerves, people who say things that are rude or unnecessary. We allow ourselves to be captivated by these things. When in reality, we need to trust God with the end result of them and pray for them and do what's right, even in their lives. This verse 11 talks about the meek inheriting the land and delighting themselves in abundant peace, a peace that I'm sure passes understanding. The meek or the humble. You know, this life is not about Dave Wager. This life is about God and what he's doing in my life and in your life and in in the world around us. You see, it's not about me. It's about Him. As I humble myself, as I come to God and I understand that it's really about Him and not me, I can find this abundant peace because those who disagree, they can disagree with me, but the tragedy is that they're disagreeing with God and God is fully capable of dealing with who they are and what needs to be done. Fret not yourself because of evildoers, nor be envious of wrongdoers, for they soon will fade like grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. 
Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as light and your justice as noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it only tends to evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at this place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. Well, I encourage you to pull out your Bible, read Psalm 37, and read it often. Understand that there's a way God made us to be, and being envious and angry with others will lead us down a terrible path of destruction. My job is to love God and to love you, to love all that I see, all the people that I see, that is, to obey God, to seek Him diligently, to live in the context of His creation. Well, I'm Dave Wager here at the studios at Silver Birch Ranch on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. Good night for now.